You're listening to Story Notes. I'm David Maguire. Now, we started this show because both myself and my colleague, Alice Homewood, were sitting on features that we'd made in the past, but for some reason we'd never been able to showcase. So we thought, well, why don't we just start our own podcast just to showcase them? And then we thought, well, if we can do it with our stuff, surely there are more producers out there with stuff that they want to share. And it turns out there are. And in this first episode, we're just going to start close to home. And I'm going to begin with my colleague and good friend, Alice Homewood, who I sat down before this lockdown began to ask her a little bit about her own story and why she recorded it. This is a piece all about my grandma. One of the things I like about this piece is that it uses recordings made with her before she died. So you can have a, you can hear her voice and you can have a sense of who she was from that. So obviously you haven't heard this tape before, no, right? No, nothing. Um, but actually I haven't heard it for a while either because I made it a couple of years ago. So I'm kind of interested to see how it's aged and if things have changed since since I recorded it as well. Um, the recording quality isn't brilliant because it was just recorded on my dad's phone um, at the time. But I think you still feel the kind of person that she was. And do you think your grandma was aware of the reason that your dad was recording? Because it's, it's quite brutal in a way, isn't it? It's like, we're going to record this because you're not, you might not be around for much longer. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. Um, she absolutely was. Um, she was. She knew that she was dying. And I think her greatest wish was that everybody knew certain messages that she wanted to send to us about about how much she loved everybody and I think my dad is one of those people who's able to just be quite straightforward about it like we're going to do this now we both know it's the right thing to do and I think it was difficult for them but um but he's really pleased that he did it she's one of those people who lived through enough stories to fill several lives and this is literally the tip of the iceberg for her this one story but um, I think it gives you a sense of who she was and the kind of life that she lived so Alice uh, over to you okay I am pressing play right I think we are recording and I wonder if you could tell me about your family whence you came. I can't tell you much about my father's family. I know a great deal about my mother's family, of course. Um, she We've got coming. about an hour and a half of recordings of, of her voice. We knew she, that she wasn't going to be with us for very long. Not long after that, it became very difficult for her to uh, talk at any length. <coughs> Sorry, I'm losing the plot. I know, well, it's, it's a lot to hang on yeah. to, isn't it? I, I, so, I, um, I was just in time. It was probably about eight months before I could really bear to listen to them again. It makes me emotional. Her voice is so familiar. Grown-ups talked mm. openly with the children there. And then they would put their hands Mm. over your ears. (laughs) So you knew what they were saying was important. And of course you Mm. could hear. But all grown-ups seem to do that to children. Towards the end, she 
she did talk a lot about it. She was making full use of her freedom to talk about things that she hadn't been able to talk about when she was a child. And I suppose you grew up with a, a lot of embargoes on questions of course I... that, that were obvious to ask, but you were not to ask. Not to ask, no. I wouldn't get an honest answer and I'd be in mm. trouble for asking. So exploring your own origins was uh, was a was betrayal of them. Taboo. It did cross my mind more than once that uh, her project in life was connected with with where she'd come from. Her project seemed to be to bring people together and reunite people who'd been split, and that could be because of her relationship with Gordon. I knew I had a special relationship with Gordon because he was so nice to mm. me. I discovered when I was about nine mm. that he was my brother. Mm. Granny told me and said to me one day, I know, I know things aren't um, always good for you. But you must remember you've got Gordon and brothers and sisters must always stick together. And that was the first open acknowledgement yes. by anyone. She fell in love with this boy at Great Granny's house who was nice and kind to her. And she didn't know he was her brother. And then Great Granny let it uh, out. That, uh, that he was, and that left her feeling very, very embarrassed. She was ashamed of, of loving him. And perhaps that's uh, a way of understanding why later on in life she never felt entirely comfortable with him, because I expect she continued to, to love him. Emmy had asked Granny not to tell me. They didn't want me to know about this. They didn't want me to know that Gordon was my brother, but uh, I'm glad she did it. She wasn't told about various things because uh, it would have been painful for her, perhaps. They might have been looking after her by, by not telling her about her childhood. Nobody ever said openly mm. um, who our fathers were. We were never told. It was embarrassing, you know. There was clearly some uh, mm. mystery and possibly disgrace mm. involved in this. I discovered when she was much younger and living at home, Auntie Rose and my mother went to work as maids for a man called Mr Milliard. And my mother, Elsie, was made pregnant mm -hmm. by the um, son of the estate manager. The thing about Apparently, my mother was she, she had mm -hmm. fantasised her mother in, into a sort of ideal very character. Very lively, feisty, I think is a mm. word you could use. When when my mother was very, very old, 
we were talking about um, what drove us and and what made us want to do the right thing. Sorry. And I asked her why she had such very high standards. And she didn't often cry, but uh, she she started to cry, and she she said because I didn't want to let my, my mother down. The great sadness was that um, my grandmother would never be known to us because when she gave birth, she picked up um, septicemia, which was really common in those days, and she died not long after giving birth. Gordon, when she discovered that he was her brother, was uh, another way of affirming to herself that she had roots and, and indeed a mother. I adored him mm. and knew it was wrong. In some way it was wrong. And I mustn't, and he mustn't mm. know. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I really regret that... Uh, I was too inhibited to um, to get close to him. Sad, isn't it? There's a theme of regret in her relationship with Gordon. The theme of uh, re regretting not having reached out. He was an extremely nice man, and it's it's a terrible shame that he died so young. I'm sure that having not got to know Gordon as well as she would have liked to, she decided that she wasn't going to make the same mistake again. Shortly after Gordon died, she began this great project of exploring her roots, trying to reunite people. On her 90th birthday, we all organised this uh, immense um, event in, in Harpenden and um, well over a hundred people came. There were several people there who represented different branches of her family uh, who'd never met before and, th and that was symbolic. I think she would always have said she was lucky but she kept repeating, I'm so lucky, I'm so lucky. I can't say enough I, how much I want you to know how I love you. I love you all. And she might not have been always able to to show it in, in the same way earlier in her life because she'd had a hard life, but she was full of love and, and she changed the lives of of people and um, made a, a very good fist of pretty rotten hand, really. I had a dream not long after she died. I was reading the lesson in church, which I do sometimes. I'm making my way back to my pew at the end of the reading. And amazingly, she was sitting there on the at the end of the pew as I passed, and and she sort of gently plucked my sleeve as I walked by and looked up at me, and she said, "Cheer up." <laughs> and that that's what 
That's what I take from all this. Let's take a break now, because I, I fancy a cup of tea. Good idea. And, and you might. Thank you. <clears throat> It's an emotional story, but I can imagine it's so more emotional for you because this is your family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is It is weird listening back to it. I was struck by, like, how many <laughs> kind of depressing points there are to it. You know, you think, oh, well, at least she's got her brother. Oh, no, wait, he died young. Oh, the, the mum's gone. Oh, there was a, there's this, this kind of sentimental dream at the end. But... I think the the hardest thing is to hear your family upset, right? So I think it's it's hard for me to hear my dad getting emotional. I was going to say, I, I really liked your dad's... I think one of my favourite things about it was your dad's reflections. I, I remember, actually, um, it's kind of coming back to me now. I think because he's my dad, he was also wanting to do a good job for me. So it took quite a long time for him to actually relax and to to not to just tell the story how he wanted to without kind of packaging it for me. Um, and it was it was really hard work for him. Also, it was not that long after she died as well, which was difficult for him. He was very much in the grieving process. Listening to, I, I didn't know these people, but I feel that it has a happy ending. You know, that, that story where she's at the party and she's saying how lucky she is and reminiscing about the past and how how far, not not just how far she's come, but how far the, the world in general has come, you know, from this kind of most chaotic uh, early life to a much more stable, secure, loving, later yeah. life. Um, you kind of feel, you do feel quite buoyed by it. Good. Well, I'm glad that comes across because that was, you know... If you'd met her, you'd see this very intelligent, thoughtful, kind of sincere person who was just incredibly interested in everyone and their lives. And that it, that was because of, of what happened with Gordon. Many, many thanks to my co-host Alice Homewood there for sharing her story with us. I'm sure you'll agree it certainly packed a punch. Thanks for listening to Story Notes. It's been a stable original podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share or if you'd just like to get in touch, please do drop us an email, podcasts at wearestable.com. That's stable without any at the end, of course. And please press that subscribe button on your podcast player of choice for more original stories each week from Story Notes. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.